Panzera ran until her guts were close to breaking. She fell to her knees amongst a ring of stones, the distant sounds of battle echoing in her ears. Outside, the sun was beginning to dip behind the hills. Panzera wove a spell of warding and stumbled out into the open. She drew out her map and found it, a series of shallow caves to the right of the entrance. Soon she was camping in a small protected alcove and cursing her own cowardice. She was trying to come up with a reasonable excuse for running out on her friends when they struck, a band of marauders wearing animal masks and carrying wicked spears. Her magic wouldn't save her. It's very, very dark, and you're standing almost waist-deep in water, and you hear like a light lapping, kind of like like maybe waves on a lake shore, and you feel something slither around your legs. Oh. Okay. What is it? Can I see it through the water? Uh, you can barely see anything. You can faintly see a distant um you're not sure if it's if it's a moon through the trees or if it's somebody's lantern but it seems fairly static and it's just this like pale silvery light and you can see that that you're it's you're back to your regular legs and and they're completely nude and you can't see anything under the surface of the water. It's pitch black. So basically all you can see is yourself. And a silver lantern? Well, whatever it is, it's like that light source is way, way off in the distance. Can I walk towards it? Sure. And uh, you feel another slither and it's like feels like an eel sliding past your skin down there. Uh, I'm going to reach down and try to grab it. Okay, nice. Give me a, uh, uh, this will all be like spirit shit. Do you have, you don't have telepathy. Mm, um, I don't believe so. Do you have presence? Uh, give me a presence melee. Okay. That's fun. Oh, here's a good question. Does Seraph, um... Does she have bad dreams often? Does she ever have like yes. uh, waking dreams where she, or not waking dreams, but like lucid dreams where she's able to like realize she's in a dream? Um, yeah. Both nightmares okay, and cool. and she's a pretty conscious dreamer. Oh, what uh does she have any tricks for how to find out if she's in a dream? No. She just okay. usually tries to conquer whatever's in the dream to like so that maybe she can just get some more sleep knowing that she defeated it nice um i flip i got four successes and a joker fuck yeah all right you reach down there and you grab this fucking eel and you squeeze it in both hands and um and like would you yank it up out of the water or would you just try to kill it like are you just studying its flesh? Um, I just want to see what it is. 
Okay, so you pull you pull it like like length up out of the water, and it glows with the faintest little light just kind of under its scales and through its eyes and like the inside of its mouth. And it is a many, many teethed eel. You you don't recognize what type, but all of a sudden you realize that there's more of it and it's still swirling between your legs and you could probably keep pulling this for longer. You don't know how long this damn thing is. And then you feel another one slide on the outside of one of your legs. Can I step back onto the shore out of the water? You don't know which way is back or which way is towards the shore. You're walking. You were starting to walk towards the lantern light or whatever it is. Uh, But you don't know if that's actually out of the water or into the deeper water or what. You don't know. Can I try to get away from the eels and also walk towards the light? Can I just like try to like run in that direction? Sure. So you do that like high step in yeah. underwater walk and like you're trying to race. So you uh, do you let go of this thing? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So you're just like running and like mm-hmm. you feel more and more of them and they're like like hitting your back. And then you you feel a bite like way up high on your like left shoulder blade. And it stings like a motherfucker. And you feel this whole like wave of uh, icky sensation throughout your body. And you wonder if you've been poisoned. Um, uh-oh. Give me a presence. Uh, what are the... I should pull up a character sheet here. Do you have biology or survival as a practice? I have survival. Okay, cool. So give me a survival presence. I got three successes. Nope, four. Ten's a success, right? Yes, ten, ten through ace. Okay, yes, so four successes. That's awesome. Oh, and uh, your hit points in this is going to be equal to your brawn times three. What's okay. your, or, I mean, not your brawn, your presence. Oh, okay. What's your presence? Three. Oh, you have nine. That's awesome. Nine whole hit points. So, My regular so amount of hit four, points. So you got four successes. And I'm going to say because you're an experienced dream warrior, you get one more card Ooh. Uh, anytime you're um, uh, threatened with damage or uh, death or whatever. So flip another card. It is a seven. So <laughs> Okay. So four successes. You, you are pretty sure it was poison. Um, but you think you'll survive it if you just get away from those things. Okay. The water is still deep enough. You could probably swim or if you, uh, uh, you could try to push yourself to the limit running wise, um, maybe use magic. Like, can you actually change your body parts to anything useful or is it just looks? If you're asking if I can, like, make my arm into a blade, no. Um, or, like, a flipper. Oh, I could probably do that. Actually, yeah. Can I try to transform into, like, a merfolk or something and, like, try to I was going to say, right like, past? a sahuagin or, or whatever they have in, in her world. I, yeah, I can transform um, into anything humanoid and medium-sized. Absolutely. And you're totally nude, so, like, it's effortless. You just web your hands and feet. And like stretch out your 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 skin or whatever, and you you 
fill your lungs with air and you are just like a like a fish and uh and you don't get hit again and uh oh i guess you have to do a check for that presence and magic okay and then i guess i'll have them attack here i got three successes okay sweet That'll act like your defense in this turn. You're basically trying to get away from these attacking eels. So mm-hmm. um, one of them got a joker. Another got a joker. And uh, <laughs> the other the other gets through. So um, one of them hits like one of your new webbing between your toes and it, and it slides harmlessly away. The other one gets your butt, but like it's all hard and its teeth like bounce off. And then uh, another one like grabs your hair, and it like swirls around a braid of your hair and gets right up into your scalp, and takes you uh, takes a chunk out of you for two damage. And um, give me another present survival check. Two successes. Okay, good enough. You feel that like icky, like poisony feeling again. And um, you feel a little woozy, but you th- you think you can keep going. So you're swimming towards this light, and you realize as you go underwater, you can see the sort of faint, um, what's that called, phosphorescence oh, of sure. creatures and, and sea urchins and stuff like under the water. Mm-hmm. And then when you come up out in, in your graceful uh, swimmer, I don't know, free willy shit, and your hair like swirls behind you and stuff. Uh, of course, you can't see anything, so you don't know how rad you look. But uh, uh, trust me, we give it that Game of Thrones lighting. <laughs> and when you come up out of the water, you can just see the pinprick of the lantern, and you like are going towards it for a long time. And um, as you come up to the edge of the water, you get to the shore, and ahead you hear the barking of dogs. And it's a little tiny bit brighter here. You think that must be the end of a cave that you're inside of. Oh, okay. Can I go inside the cave? Or well, where's I, the where's th- the light? You yeah. think that you might be inside a cave and oh. like the pinprick of light is the outside and you're headed towards it and you just got to oh. to where you're coming out of the water. Okay. Um I'm gonna keep going towards the light. Okay. Cool. So you come up out of the water um, and you start to feel things under your feet, like skittering around and, and, and whatnot. There's a bit of phosphorescent moss on the walls here. And uh, it looks like kind of a big cavern. You, can, you can't see the edges, but just wherever there's moss, you see like distances if you know what I mean. Does the moss give off quite a bit of light or is it just kind of a faint glow to like it's show? It's just a faint glow. So you kind of think, oh, well, there's 30 feet away from me that direction. There's a rock. Mm. 100 feet, there might be something, a log. I don't know. But you can't. There could be pools of water in between you and these things. Like you sure. have no idea. And it's still kind of wet. Is it covering like the a large amount of the cave walls or no? No, just little patches here and there. Okay, and well, I'm gonna. It seems like more and more as it goes towards the the light source. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going towards the light source. Okay, something 
grabs a hold of you tightly. Uh, feels like a harpoon daily and nightly. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is Vanilla Ice for our younger listeners. <laughs> Very nice. Your leg erupts with a spasm of pain. Um, you were still in your your uh, merfolk. What's it? Uh, your your merfolk form, basically. So you, your skin is thin. You don't have any hide protection. So you take a full three damage. Oh yikes! That puts and, me at and, injured. And you are down to four. So you're not quite unconscious. I'm down to four. Um, but what are you, you are injured. Um, and so there's like bits of phosphorescent, like crabs and things swirling around your feet, and some big black shape has like eclipsed them, and has taken a big chunk out of your calf, and it hurts like a motherfucker, and you're screaming. Oh. And then you hear dogs louder, wherever the light source is. I'm going to keep just trying to get away and go towards that light. How how are you going to clear the distance between you and this leg chomper? Um like you like it's it might get a, a swipe at you. Don't suppose I can uh dream conjure my gun, can I? <laughs> <laughs> you could <can> sure try. <laughs> Presence uh, let's call it, uh, telepathy. You don't have telepathy. Mm-mm. Um, dreaming. It should be a skill. We'll just call it present survival. Okay. <laughs> I got one success. <laughs> okay. So this like kind of glowing shape appears in your hand, just this big badass fucking pistol. And you're like, <gasps> and you can see your face lighting up in its reflective chrome surface. And then, like, a spasm of pain goes up your your right thigh, and uh, you get nicked, but not enough to do, like, a full amount of damage. But uh, it totally distracts you, and, and you, like, cry out, and you realize that your left calf is, like, bleeding profusely, and you just almost could have gotten hurt. Uh, from another one on the other side of you and your gun just disappears. And before the light goes out of it, you see there's a thing that just bit your right leg. There's still the one behind you to the left and there are other dark shapes out in front. And then the lights go out. Can I, am I, am I still dreaming? Am I still going? Uh huh. You yeah. One okay. more hit and you're down. So, okay. <laughs> can I shift into a rock elemental? Fuck yeah, you can. Give me that magic check. That's presence and magic, right? Uh yeah. I got three successes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you shift. Um, I'm wondering how we can do this. I was thinking it might be fun to have it be a little bit like um. Uh, those powered by the apocalypse games where you, you get hold and can um, so like you can give yourself one point of armor. Oh, sure. One point of one point of brawn and one point of agility or something like that. Or 
I don't know. What do you think about that? So I get to pick between one of those three things? Yeah, like you could give yourself three points of rock elemental armor, say, and just brush these things off, or you could make no, yourself super fast. No, I'm going to do that. I'm going to give myself whatever. three points of armor, and I'm just going to fucking power through them. Badass. Okay, you do that, and then uh, are you running, or are you just still like methodically walking um, I'm running this crowd of things. I'm trying to walk cautiously. I don't want to fall into any like pits or crevices or whatever, but <laughs> I do want to go quickly. Smart. Okay. So, uh, so these things are going to have to beat three successes to get through your armor, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> so you get chomped twice and, uh, uh, doesn't get through your armor and you just shrug <laughs> it off. You feel like totally badass and awesome. And then you hear a war horn and you hear dogs barking and you hear arrows loosing and spears like clattering off the stones around you. And you hear these things getting taken out and they make the worst like, noise when they die and like you see puffs of some phosphorescent something come out when one takes it from a spear and you hear dogs like ripping them to pieces and then you see people coming forward with torches and three of them have bows and they're pointed at you and their eyes look all terrified they're all freaked out and you see someone behind them in a gold hooded cloak like with the head tilted down so you can't see their face and they're holding up like one kind of feminine right hand with without any jewelry or, or tattoos or anything and reach up out of its sleeve and the sleeve comes down a little bit and you see a, a golden bracelet and the brand of your clan of changelings under her right wrist and then you hear Seraph and everybody like moves their, their, like they stop pointing their weapons at you and you just hear a few people kind of mopping up the, the monster crabs, which is what you realize they are now. Like these monster lobsters with like one giant fucking killing claw. Nice. And these tiny useless eyes, like it's so gross. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, do you want to do anything? You think these guys were afraid of you because you look like a rock elemental and you're also covered in blood. Um, Am I safe to shift out of this form now? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to do that and shift into just my normal self. Cool, nice. So um, there's this thing in D&D where if uh, a shapeshifter, when they shift, they heal sometimes and i don't know exactly how the rules work i don't think that's how that works with okay very at the very least seraph it might just be werewolves maybe, maybe it's just werewolves <laughs> like they're because they're supernatural badasses or like they? were creatures like were bears and were rats and junk yeah no i'm not yeah. a were creature I, th I don't think it's that's how that works so cool. i'm so you just turn back into this uh you just turn back into this cute naked changeling and <laughs> all these troops like avert their gaze or whatever as the torch comes close enough for them to see you 
And uh, this woman walks forward, like still with this kind of glowing presence around her hand. And uh, she brings it down and makes this like hand sign that, that you know means means like blood and love and and uh, family. And then she lifts off the hood with her left hand, and it is your twin sister, June, or twin being. I don't know. Are you guys you guys are gendered, aren't you? Um, not really. Okay, so your twin changeling, June, who I don't know if you've ever even known or known existed, but that's that you know dream logic. I feel She's it. She's your sister, June. <laughs> yeah. This is your sibling, June. I've never known any of any sibling if I had one, but. And she smiles and then runs to you like with wild abandoned feet just happening to miss pools and ponds and dead crabs and shit as if she's been here a thousand times. And she gets to you and like you start to hug and then you wake up. <laughs> Well, that was very unsettling. You're healed back up to full. Um, I I didn't keep careful notes. Did you? Do you know how many um, hero points you had? Um, I have I have written down that I have three. Okay, so I want to make this where like you you um you can't be more than two going into a session. So you can either spend one, two, or three to like beef up your character. Or, uh, or just like scrub one. So I, well, I guess what I'm saying is use one to, uh, you can beef up a skill one point or, um, I'll say you can beef up your health one. Mm, I think um, I'll beef up a skill. That's what I think. Or I'm your drive. Do. Beef up a skill. Okay. Cool. You can start a new one or if it's relevant to what you, stuff you've done during the adventure or you can, uh. Beef up one you already have. I just have to decide which one I want. By the way, uh, we're using the Space King system. There is no leveling up in Space Kings. I've talked to Kevin about this. He's the guy that created it. And uh, and so we're going off the board. This is homebrew. Um, I hope he doesn't hate it. But, uh, but I think that if you read the Dark Tower books, you see that, that people have definite periods of growth where they become completely badass the longer they spend surviving in this fucked up adventure. Mm-hmm. So, so I felt like it was kind of required as far as the storytelling goes. So that's why we're going off the board there. That's, that's, that's all. fine. I'm taking a point in athletics. Okay, cool. So now I have three. Perfect. This has been a very uh, action packed um, adventure-filled uh, shift. Shift? I don't know what to call it when you yeah, you enter it, someone's yeah, body. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you wake up. Give me a uh, survival and wit check. Okay. One, two, three, four, five for being full health and zero successes. <laughs> okay, so you're groggily coming awake and you're kind of annoyed because like number one, you don't know you you have a sibling named June and 
Number two, you didn't get to hug them uh, or anything like that. It's actually been a while, I think, since you've hugged anyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Has Sarah mm-hmm. ever? You've had a boyfriend, I think, or a husband at one point. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I think, probably the, well, no, I guess, I guess the leader of the Thieves Guild I'm friends with, and I am very close with him. So, Leto Strayhound is probably the last person I hugged, like, a year ago. Nice. So, yeah, that it really hurts your feelings that you, that you missed out on that. Most of your dreams are, like, anxiety heavily, you know. Like the rest of that dream until the end. I was going to say that dream was pretty heavy anxiety. Like, <laughs> and so you, you, you. Maybe that's partly why you've started trying to like control them because you want to get to the happy part and mm-hmm. have that ha- happy part <laughs> to justify getting a shitty night's sleep. I don't want to get eaten by the cave monsters in my dream. Thanks. So you smell um, the. Uh, Somebody must have been boiling a pungent leaf. Um, it's called Asbury, and it's uh, it's kind of like coffee. Halflings like it. Uh, Furbolg carries a bunch of it around. Um, she's got several different like smokable and edible uh, herb concoctions. And um, um, you thought she was out of Asbury, but uh, you're kind of feeling happy that maybe she must have found some yay or maybe she found some analog with her other herbs um and you look up and you see um who was it who was with you zimby is wait is zimby the half elf is zimby merrigan zimby the half elf rogue is mm-hmm. um she's asleep across the fire from you and she's kind of rolled up against a big rock, Westworld style, on her bedroll, and she is just zonked. Nice. And you you see what looks like a um, oh, and the way you set up your camp, just instinctively, you have the fire pit with just uh, Furbolg was supposed to keep the coals hot all night, and then a torch somewhere a little farther out of the perimeter. And that's where the person on watch would sit. And um, you see that light off to the left is still faintly on. The sun is setting through the the rocks at the edge of this uh, big open cave mouth. And um, and so you're yeah you see um, how many moons are on this planet? I th- I think. Two. Okay, so you see the the second smaller moon just over the horizon peeking up, and that's about the only light that's coming from that direction. And you see what looks like a cross between a um, like a a link, no, not a lynx, a, a leopard and a jackal. It's like really scrawny, patchy, patchy fur. It's uh, it's called a Jaspera, and um, you you know they they roam around this area, and um, you know you've seen them for sale at at markets and stuff, but they're they're pretty rare because they're so cantankerous and hard to tame. Uh, 
They're not hmm. that dangerous. They're more just kind of scavengers. But you know they'll totally eat all your food if they get a hold of any of it. And it is like hunkered down and sniffing at um, at Zimby's waist where her pouches and things are. I'm going to pull out some of my rations. I'm sure it's like jerky or some junk. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to kind of make a noise and kind of call it attention to what's in my hand. Okay, as soon as you make a noise, it does that like wild animal thing where it like hunkers down and looks over at you and its ears are all the way back. It's got those really small leopard ears and it's like a long squished face and it gets down low and its tail sort of pointed up and back and it gives its like super sniffs and all its whiskers are like sniffing away. And you realize the fire is almost completely out, which tells you Furbolg probably didn't feed it enough because it's getting cold. Mm-hmm. But it also means that there's no, there's nothing going to keep it from just jumping over the fire to come at you if it, if it had a design to. I mean, I have food. <laughs> okay so you pull out the jerky and it like it like wiggles around and then it slides around to the left and comes towards you and it's sniffing at it and then it'll like inch forward sniff up at it again give me a survival wit check oh and you're uninjured so remember to add a card yes I got three successes, one of which is the Queen of Hearts. Oh, shit. What's your charm stat? Um, three. Wow. So that's five successes. So uh, um, you learn everything in that instant. You're fucking Seraph. You know what's up. You notice a, a long line of um, where the hair is patchy along its left side. There's a long line of um, small to to medium round dots or maybe even bumps like that stretch from its like jawline down to its waist area. And that is a form of uh, skin condition that only happens to pregnant women or like people who've already had babies. Uh, and it's not a thing that affects Jasper as far as you know. And then on its but below its right jawline, there is a tattoo, which looks like it, it had some like greenish flecks in it, which you recognize as as uh, runic modifications where you can put a curse or a some kind of hex or uh uh, like basically long-term enchantment on somebody mm-hmm. and by touching it or like mentally affecting it, they can use it to do a magic and you're like, there's no way somebody would put that on a fucking dog. So you think you're dealing with a shapeshifter. You hear faint scraping noises off maybe, you're not sure how far away, but it could be 30 feet away, it could be 50 uh, the edge of the cave opening is maybe 150 feet out to the surface. Um, but this is a pretty wide area, and you're like in a little kind of hengy spot in the middle. So you would be able to 
see your approach in 360. But it also means that folks could be hiding in a complete circle around you, like all the way to the edge of the cavern. Uh-huh. And the look in this creature's eyes, you realize it's pretending to be just a scared, cute animal, but there is like a, they're killer's eyes. Like, like humanoid killer's eyes. Um, I am going to kind of try to tempt it closer with this jerky. At the same time, my hand is on, I think I have a crossbow, a hand crossbow. Or do I have a gun? I don't remember. <laughs> I like to picture Merrigan sleeping with a hand axe next to one thigh, an unsheathed sword under the other, a dagger under the pillow, like a crossbow on top of the pillow. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I picture, I picture every inch is near a weapon. Perfect. I'm going to put my hand on a weapon kind of subtly, though, so it doesn't look like I'm maybe ready to kill this thing. Okay. I, I think a dagger would be the most um, yeah, versatile and efficient weapon mm-hmm. for this kind of work. Um, but yeah, you're, so are you trying to trick the creature into coming within range? Like, are yeah. you pretending not to realize that it's a shifter? Yes. Okay, cool. So that'll be charm and, I don't know, perform or... Maybe? What would you use against a person? I mean, I th- I think it'd be perform or persuasion. Sneaking? Lying? Oh, I guess it'd be lying. Oh, it'd be okay. charm and lying. Sorry, I have to shuffle. I like that you're a charming spa- shapeshifter. It's fun. Well, I gotta be. Yeah. Well, also, I was raised as an assassin, so I have to be able to blend in. Like, at fancy parties or whatever, wherever my mark is. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm also going to say because of that badass roll, or I mean, that badass flip of five successes, you can also tell that the Asbury smell you're smelling is not coming from this area right which it, the only way um Furball could have made it is on this fire unless unless she made a fire somewhere else which would be not protocol and would probably be something i would have seen so it might be wafting in from other people and it's very heavily associated with halflings in this area so hmm. that may be a thing there may be some halflings out there. I got three successes. Hell yeah. Okay, let me see if this creature knows what's up. Oh my god. Okay. It comes forward and it sniffs at the jerky. It is like in within assassination range. What do you want to do? Um, I'd like to like pin it. So I'd like to like move really quickly and like get on top of it and pin it down because I'm a half orc and I'm big. I'd like to pin it down and then like hold the dagger to it so it can't move and I've got the upper hand on it. Okay, so give me an athletics and brawn roll. One more time. Athletics and brawn. Oh, hey, you know, I just took an athletics. 
Um, another three successes. Ah, oh, shit, yeah. Okay, it is fully pinned, and your dagger is at its neck. It is squirming like crazy. You see the tattoo starting to glow a little bit, and um, it's it's either going to turn back into a person or make a noise. You're you're pretty sure the next step is it's going to alarm its fellows. I'm just going to whisper to it, make a noise, and you're dead. Nice. Okay, that's intimidation. We'll call that uh, brawn persuasion. And I'll give you an extra two because you're in such an advantageous position. That was many flips. I got to shuffle. It was many flips and still only (laughs) three successes. (laughs) Okay. Which means there's going to be a real badass flip later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, It doesn't make a noise, but you see that it is slowly lengthening and changing into a uh, female humanoid. It's sort of in an intermediate stage, but um, she hasn't said anything. I'm going to prepare for, I'm going to prepare to keep her pinned even in a humanoid form. Okay, nice. So let's just, uh, you'll be adjusting. Uh, So let's call this a brawn melee. What melee? Brawn melee. To tighten your hold as they grow. I got three successes, but one is the Queen of Hearts, so that's four. Five. Five. That's awesome. Yeah, you get you count you count it as charm times three. So instead of one success, it's three successes, right? Charm times so three. So you have so you have your other two successes, and then the Queen of Hearts becomes three, so that's five. Mm, okay. So yeah, you completely. You have her just locked down. You've got like a knee on the legs and like, I don't know, you're just all locked up and the dagger is still touching the jawline. And um, she's this like just incredibly like beautiful, lithe halfling. And she smells of like the countryside and and like just all your favorite smells and uh, she's all locked in your grip and she's giving you this like the like steadiest eyed but yet killer eyed look like she she will rip your throat out with her teeth if she could kind of confidence um but she's completely within your power at this point Sure. Um, I don't really have any interest in killing her. I just want to know why she's here and or who sent her. Okay, cool. Um, so are you going to say that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to talking loud? You whispering? What's the story? I'm whispering. Okay, you don't want to wake up uh, Zimby. Or alert anyone else if there's anyone okay. else around. Cool. So yeah, say that. Who are you? Why are you here? And who sent you? I am Vedaslane. I am but a humble traveler. 
and practitioner of natural magic. I can teach you if you wish. I mean, that you... Okay, how about you answer the other two questions? She is turning on the charm in a very interesting way. Um, Merrigan's hormones will be in play. So give me a... uh, uh, (laughs) Give me a wit survival check. Or biology, if you have that. I don't. Well, I got two successes and a joker. Okay, things have just tipped. You are now completely like sprung on Vadislene, and you will find it very hard going forward to wait a minute. <laughs> it will be very difficult during this encounter to intentionally harm her or put her at risk or, or go against her directly. Um, like you feel just like almost like tricked into infatuation sort of feeling. Hmm. It's, it feels almost magical, but she's got you in some sort of glamor. I'd like to search I'd like to search her for any pouch of, like, herbs or anything that she might be carrying on her that might be influencing Merrigan's senses. <laughs> okay, you are now running one hand all over Vettis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume you're trying to be respectful of... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to be a jerk. Physical. <laughs> Merrigan believes in consent, too, kids. Excellent. Um, you find various pouches and powders and skins. Um, she wears kind of a, a loose sort of loinclothy skirt situation down below and nothing past the pouches is like, she doesn't wear any like knife on her ankle or anything like that. Um, she's wearing sort of strappy sort of cheap sandals and you as you're bringing your hand back up, you realize that she's got tons of scars and uh, uh, patches where there's no leg hair and stuff. Like, she's been through some shit. And um, by the time you come back up to her neck, like, she's shivering and, like, is clearly in the grip of some sort of attraction to you. And you feel, like, suddenly awkward and uncomfortable. (laughs) And there is a necklace around her, like a choker style necklace around her her neck with a just a small metal kind of pendant hanging down below it. Can I tell if it's magical? Everything on her might be magical. Like you really don't do you have any sort of sense like that? Any sort of magic detection? I mean, I have three pips in the magic skill. So yeah, let's say uh, learning uh, learning your changeling magic, you also like know a little bit about the subject. So give me a magic intelligence flip. I got two successes. Okay, so here's what you know about natural shapeshifters is they have uh, 
they can have multiple fetishes and totems that are are things that could enhance or modify their magic. They um, one of them could be extremely important, or it could be the totality of them. Um, they're also incredibly deceitful by nature and like tricksy. So it could be something like a coin under the tongue or like an earring or something you'd never suspect. It could be uh, something it had scrawled on the back of its hand or like, so this necklace might even be a red herring. It might even be cursed. Like if you touch it, it might hurt you. So that's what you know. Hmm. And if it's working with others, anything on it could set off an alarm. Like you might've already touched something that like activated something. You know what I mean? Like they're that tricky. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to take advantage of her apparent attraction to me, or at least the attraction that I have perceived. I guess I don't really know if she's actually attracted to me, but, um, I'm going to like, totally wants you, bro. Yeah. She's into it. Yeah. The signals are there. I'm going to lean down really close to her ear and kind of just try to, like, whisper seductively. But the words that I'm going to say are, who sent you? Nice. Who sent you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, Vadaslin serves only one master. The one that she choose, the one that she love, is this you? What? What is your initiative? Uh, six. Okay, cool. And hers would be... Yeah. You guys go simultaneously. <laughs> she shrieks... Well, first she says, uh, is it you? Will you be my master? And I'm like, and she And she gives you this weird, creepy look. And then her teeth turn into big canines, and she's coming for your neck. And the rest of her body is starting to transform into partial Jasper. So uh, what do you want to do as she comes in for a neck bite? Can I let her sudden upward movement carry the dagger like into her throat <laughs> hell yeah you can uh so it'll be melee and brawn and i'll give you a plus two because you're you have her in your uh your grip oh but you're also minus two because you don't want to hurt her remember okay. you are uh, in her i don't know what lair so you can do like non-lethal damage or you can um just try to fight through that weird feeling. I'm just going to try to fight through it because I did pull four successes. Four successes. Yeah, that will mm -hmm. uh, fuck her up real good. Um, that is... Uh, did she get her armor? I'm going to say she got one armor, so that's three damage. And... Um, she is injured. Blood pours all over you. Um, it is mm -hmm. nasty. Mm -hmm. She takes a big chunk out of your neck, maybe. You have one armor, I think. I don't remember how to n know that. <laughs> 
I think you take one point off of each hit because of your leathers. Oh, okay. You're very tough. Uh, let's see. What is she doing? She got three successes, so she does two damage. Unless you want to use a dodge. I'm going to say you can't because you're holding her. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, you take two damage off of your whatever your insane number of hit points is. Is it 12? It's 15? Only nine. It's only nine. Or at least my 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 Seraph hit points are nine. Are my Merrigan hit points different? Your Merrigan hit points are more because he's um he's got four brawn and then I think he also had extra hit points for some reason, but but we'll just go with twelve. So you took three. You're nine. You're still not injured. I thought I only took oh. two. Because I have one arm. Two, right, right. So you have ten. Okay. So you're not injured yet. Um, and at the same time as biting you, you realize she kicks out with her back left leg that is turned back into a uh, like a Jaspera foot, and it kicks all the charcoal and shit like up and over and then out, and a bunch of it lands on Zimby, who like just starts freaking out and hollering. And then arrows start flying in. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Hello? Hold on. I'm, I'm rolling for the oh, archers. Okay. Or flipping for the archers. Um, <laughs> it's not great. Uh, um, I'm going to take away one from each for partial cover because she's like up against that big rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were also set up for her I've got to shuffle again too many cards too many cards okay all right um you see arrows just fucking pelting at Zimby and she is rolling around there's like coals going everywhere she starts hollering you hear Furbolg make like a an aborted grunt shout out wherever in the distance and you see the torchlight wobble but Zimby is still moving you think she got one in the side but but maybe her armor shrugged it off you're not sure and okay. the fight is on Grr. all right it's your it's your turn now what do you want to do oh god um oh by the way, don't forget you do have in this incarnation your shocker gloves. Yes. So I was about to ask that, actually. Um, I'm going to just electrocute the shit out of this woman. That's badass. <laughs> so, um, oh, man, you're so set up to fight one of these shifters because, like, they're vulnerable to steel and electricity <laughs> so yeah do it give me a melee and brawn and add two to it i didn't realize that merrigan had four bronze so i've been rolling at a two handicap this entire time <laughs> oh no yeah merrigan is he's a big boy ridiculously ridiculously beefy i, like I don't it. know which i should did we ever make a character sheet from him? I know I sent you like a, a Facebook message. Did you? Let's see here. I don't know if I ever 
wrote out the stats anywhere. I don't think I did. I think he has four brawn, three agility. Well, and I already three had three wit? agility, so that wasn't a big change. But Okay, cool. Um, I got four successes. You got four successes. All right. Mm-hmm. You savage Vadislene. So the knife comes up out the back of her jaw, and then you bring it back in and electrocute yourself or, you know, channel the energy. And she just, like, shakes her tail flops over and like hits the coals and sends dust flying. And her eyes are just like terrified staring up at you. And she is like quibbing out, shaking her fucking paws around, like trying to escape. And she is going to try to shift to heal. Can I, I go, I don't suppose I can knock her out to stop her from doing that. <laughs> Um, are you trying to knock her out instead of damage her? Because we can say that that um that could be a function of the gloves. Oh, I thought that that's what I had to do. That it was a stunning thing. Yeah, I think I'm having it damage her because she's vulnerable to electricity. Oh, okay. Um, but I should do a stun check for her. Um, she does not pass out. But she is fucked up, and um, she only got one success on her massive shifting flip. Yikes. So all she was able to do is give herself one point of armor, <laughs> and she is just about toast. How much damage did you do? Uh, four. God damn. No, okay, she's toast. <laughs> she's like transforming and you realize like around the point of the blade, her skin is like thickening and, and starting to like bristle out with fur and shit. She's getting all brawny. And then the electricity courses through her body and she's like trying to push off of you and you've got her all wrapped up and you can just see the light go out in her eyes as her whole body like twitches and freezes and dies. And she doesn't even get a squeak out. Zimby screams, what's happening? And tries to get to cover. Um, <laughs> do you want to answer her? Ambush. Fight him. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately comes up, whips out a sickle, whips out a short sword, and just runs into the darkness. Um, what are her powers? I should pull that up. Um, do you remember what Zimbi can do? She's a rogue. Oh, she's like an archer, isn't she? So yeah, she just like gets all Dothraki on it and runs into the darkness. And <laughs> just disappears. And she can see in the dark. Does, do half-orcs, does Merrigan see in the dark? I believe half-orcs can see in the dark. Okay, cool. So, um, you see her going out towards some rocks and you see oh this is fucked up (laughs) you see a spear with like instead of a flag hanging from it is this bloody sword belt with a hand attached to it and you see the hand has like a couple rings and uh like a henna type tattoo um, roll a, do a wit investigation flip. 
I pulled only a joker. Love it. All you know is that's a hand and that's gross. And that's gross. <laughs> and you see two other uh, spear points like come down and whip around like they're getting ready for a fight. Then you look off a little, another like, I don't know, 100 degrees off to the right and you see an, a, another clutch of spears and um, or there's a spear and a couple archers poking out. And hanging from that spear is another hand that you can't quite see any distinguishing features, uh, but it also seems faintly feminine. And the way Furbolg is with the torch, you see another spear with a foot hanging from it. And the foot has an elegant black strappy sandal with little... um, I don't know, nice little touches. Uh, it looks like a fancy shoe, but you're not sure whose it might belong to. And you song. hear battle cries, just motherfuckers screaming, and they're a little bit high-pitched. Uh, you think they might be halflings. Um, yeah, but the, uh, the, the arrows have stopped uh, stopped coming in. So you have a, a second to breathe and, and assess what you want to do. Um, I'm going to try... Oh, shit. Best you can figure, there's three distinct groups. Like, they took three equidistant kind of points outside of your perimeter. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what I'd really like to do is just run. You could also do that. The The cave mouth is... is between two groups, you could just go for it. But like your stuff is laid out here, like your team is here. Well, I'm going to try to get everybody together and then all of us just like bolt. Okay, the only way for that to happen, I mean, use your words or whatever, but also Furbolg is off to the left, Zimby's off to the right, and there's another team of baddies uh, like behind you, I guess, essentially. If who, you were to run straight, who would so would be, you rather would you rather run to one point and call them to you, or would you rather go to one of them? Remind me how in what way Furball was injured. Uh, I think she was shot in the leg. Her mobility is is down. It's She's crap. Okay, she can't run really. Um, and Zimby is injured. How in the side? Um, yeah, she, she seems to be totally unaffected either that or, or she's just a hella bad. I mean, you know, she's a hella badass fighter, so. Right. Shrugs off pain, but also Furbolg smokes a thing that lessens pain. So like, uh, I'm going to say if you've recently smoked it, you can, you don't go unconscious until you take another point past a third. Mm -hmm. Um, so Furbolg was probably sm- you can smell that in the air, like so she might be able to run for a brief. Well, I'm gonna run over period. to her and pick her up, and I'm gonna call Zimby to me, and we're gonna run. Nice. Okay, so you run out of the the, the small perimeter of rocks towards Furbolg's position, and as soon as you are out in the open, arrows come your way. Great. <laughs> um, can I try to? Pull a, a dream trick and harden my skin. Ooh. I got to shuffle again. 
Um, to give myself so more we armor. Said you, so we said you have one point of armor. I'm going to say this will this will have to be your action. Like you won't be able to grab Furbold in this round, but you can you can get to her. Okay, cool. And I would like to shield her with my super strong body. Hell yeah. So um, give us a presence magic flip. Um, I got three successes. Fuck yeah. And you're putting it all into armor? Yeah. Okay, so they're basically going to have to get four successes to hurt you. So <laughs> arrows are just like fucking hitting you, doing nothing. You have two arrows stuck in you and you hear a shout and like whoever shot the last arrow there there's three halflings off to your left as you run towards Furbolg. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them jumped out to shoot and like must have hurt their hand and they're like stumbling over and like dropping the bow and there's like blood coming out of their hand and um, and once they see that you see they're down they pull out a short sword and start coming come in your direction. The other two uh, stay behind their rock with their bows out. And um, you don't see who's holding the spear with the hand. They might have just stuck it in the ground. You're not sure. Um, And then so you get to Furbolg and she is in like like this desperate kind of last stand pose with her sword up. And uh, hold on. What is her specialty? Do you remember what Furbolg's thing is? She's a halfling fighter, right? Yes. Okay, so she's got this big ass sword and this uh, this like metal shield, and her she's got like the shaved sides and the big ponytail, and she's like snarling, and there's like green goo coming out of her mouth as she spits because she was chewing on the the pain reliever weed. And um, and she's like, come and get me, motherfuckers. And there's already two arrows stuck in her, uh, one of them <laughs> in her injured leg and, and one on her right side. You see her helmet on the ground next to her, and she's just not even worrying about it. And um, she is trying to make them come at her. She's like calling them dirty names and stuff. So nice. let's see how that goes. Yeah, she's she's using uh, some racist slurs against halflings, and uh, they totally bite. And two of them come running out, throwing their bows to the side and pulling out nasty uh, curved blades. And uh, they engage. Oh, God. <laughs> they both slip. Uh, one of them slips all the way down and falls off to one side of you. Nice. And as you wrap, as you get all up around Furbolg, another one just bounces off you <laughs> and like the uh, like lose their footing and are trying to hold on to their blade. They had no idea that that it would just bounce off of you. <laughs> um, and then there's one other person back there that decides to take a shot. And they definitely hit you, and it goes through your armor and then just fucking goes nowhere else. So it's it's sitting in your back a little bit. 
<laughs> nice. I wonder how long this should last. Like, I wonder. So um, you you see it, you feel it start to uh, weaken, but you think it'll last another round at least. Great. I'm gonna keep on keeping on. Okay, full Furbolg is pissed because she can't get to an enemy because you just like got between her and the the folks. I'm like, let's just get out of here. And she's like, ah, and and uh, makes you run her so she can get past one of them. It takes a wild swing as you go by. <laughs> um, <gasps> yeah. She fucking takes his head off with one swing. Nice. And a halfling head goes flying. <laughs> and you Very hear another nice. one of them scream in horror. Uh, across the way, uh, Zimby is, is engaging her halflings. Okay, she takes two points of damage. Um, you hear Zimby cry out like, ah, ooh. Like, um, and and she stops doing her battle cry. So you think she might be getting overwhelmed. Do you want to redouble your armor while you run, or do you want to do something else? Yeah, I want to redouble my armor. Okay, cool. Give me a uh, give me a a presence magic roll or flip. Uh, five, because one is the queen of hearts. Nice. Okay, let me go get some coffee. I'll be right back. Okay, you just got five successes. What? It, um, do you want to use it all now, or do you want to just kind of reset the armor and hold two? Can I reset and hold two? Hell yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I'll just let you... When it starts to wear off, I'll let you use one of those to just keep it going. Sounds good. But you feel like this one is stronger than the other times. You have five successes. You can't get to melee range um, in one round of running. You're going kind of like, if you think of uh, two circles, you were in the, the small circle in the middle, and now you're in a big circle. And when you ran off to the left, you're kind of on the edge of one circle. And then you're running all the way across the battlefield to the other side where Zimbi is. Yes. And so you can't get within melee range, but you can get like about within 20 feet. And it's three halflings just wailing on Zimbi. Um, I'm going to use my crossbow. Oh, and also Furbolg says, throw me! And also Furbolg what? <laughs> For bulk yells, throw me! <sighs> All right, I throw her. <laughs> <coughs> I love that. I'll pick her up on my way back. <laughs> um, wait, what do you mean, pick her up on my way back? Well, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss her, but I'm also running that direction, so I'll throw her. She can do whatever she's gonna do, and then when me and Zimby are leaving. We'll just, we'll just oh, hell yeah. Okay, cool. Back up. So she, she basically wants you to throw her at the fight. So you get like within 20 feet and then you can like throw her a little extra way. Yeah, I'm going to chuck her. And okay, nice. So give me a brawn. Would this be melee? Mm. Athletics. Let's call it athletics. Okay. 
Oh, and you can also, if you want to add some of your shape-shifting holds into it, you could um, increase your brawn or your athletics. I got three successes. Hell yeah. She goes flying through the air. The fucking sword goes woof, 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 a couple times as she swings it, getting up momentum. <laughs> And when she hits the ground, she is going like Mach 2, and she goes right into the back of one of these guys. I'm going to give her extra flips. And she fucking just loses her footing nice. on the first, right as she comes down, and she's like, oh, fuck. It comes down with a shield across the back of one of these halflings. And knocks them kind of sideways a little bit. And then just the sword comes out all janky-like and clips one of them in the leg. And then she just goes rolling past all the rocks and shit. And uh, you hear an oof, but you're not sure if she's... She rolls out of sight, basically. Nice. Um, Great. And then it's Zimby's turn. God, uh, Zimby slices up another one, and it goes down like like screaming and crying and shit. And uh, you realize that Zimby must have used poison on that one because it it only took one or two small strikes, and it is like crib, quibbing out on the ground, rolling all sideways and twitchy. And the other two see what's happening, and they just take off in two different directions. The, the um, halflings? Yeah. And then nobody shoots at you or tries to engage you, so it's back up to your turn. <laughs> um, I'm going to just try to pick up my friends and leave. <laughs> nice. I'm okay. going to try to use, get, uh... use their distraction and their fear against them and leave. You are going to have to convince Furbolg and Zimby not to murderously enact their vengeance on these guys. Because <laughs> they still have to get their gear and shit. Like, they're not going to want to just bounce on up out of here. So you're going to have to use your leadership skills. Hmm. Well, okay, so there are how many groups of them? Uh... There's these two that just ran off in two different directions. Then there's two other groups, as far as you know. Um, one of them was hurt, like with their from their bowstring or whatever. Um, Furbold cut one's head off. Uh, you think there might be five, basically out and behind you, and then these two that just took off. Okay. Um. Zimby, you and Furwolk need to get out of here. You're both injured. I'll run in there and get all of our stuff, but you need to get out. Okay, give me a, a persuasion charm. Through four successes. Hell yeah. Okay, Zimby like swirls her uh, her sickle like around three times, and you realize that as she does it. This thin line of green goes from the, the hilt up to the end. And then she twiddles it like a basketball player or whatever, spins it in her fingers, and then hands it to you. 
and she grabs uh, Furbolg, and Furbolg growls, and they go running out into the into the countryside or whatever. So now you have whatever weapon you want to use and a poisoned sickle. I'm going to use the sickle. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But you could use them two-handed if you wanted, but she, she thought you could use it. Uh, so, and this halfling is like dying at your feet. Okay, so um, there's a, a dying halfling at your feet. You have a poisoned sickle. What next? I'm going to finish off that dying halfling at my feet. Oh, and there's a big spear with a hand on it. Yeah, I'm not going to use that. I'm going <laughs> to... Or is it a foot? Is this the foot one? I don't remember. <laughs> Let's say this is... Um, oh, we'll say the foot one was by Furbolg. This is one of the hands, and it is clearly one of Panzera's hands. Oh. It is freshly killed hand. Super cute. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> Tower is a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. I just ate it down my stairs, so give me a second. And we recently made, like, the craziest purchase that I think I've ever made in my entire life. We bought a trash can. And it was $150. Holy shit. Wow. Hello. 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 I had the wrong headphones on there for a second. (laughs) Panzera ran away and didn't turn back. Merrigan and Zimby went back and helped save Furbolg from the guy. Merrigan nearly killed the guy with a bolt, but not enough. He ran off down the corridor. After that, the team went up to the exit to the surface. It was near about daybreak, so Merrigan decided to keep them there for a rest. Furbolg took watch as she was in pain and wouldn't be able to sleep. Merrigan had dark dreams, including other changelings and Walter. Man, what a douche, though. So yeah, I don't I don't see anything about Panzera coming back. Oh, did she just like die in the sunlight or what happened to her? I guess we'll find out. I think she abandoned your team. To oh, their she face. just like straight up left. I think that's what happened. Wow, <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> but I don't want to do that if that's not what happened. Do you know what I mean? Like that would Oh yeah, no, I got you. Uh, maybe I should just flip a coin. <laughs> Did she come back? One through no? five, she waits for you. Six through ten, she goes away. Whoops. Did she bail? <laughs> Special thanks to Kevin Cole, the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to, to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings.